You feel its edges in your mind before they even reach your fingers. There's a tremor inside it. Dare you open it? Too late. You already have. Welcome to Haunted MTL's Combo Box. Hello and welcome to the Combo Box. Jane Brannick here, and I am here with my new co-host and friend in misery, Audrey Three. Hello! So as most horror fans do, we watched 31 horror movies in October and are now just settling back into sanity from that. But we wanted to come and share our, some of our spoils. So we're going to be doing very quick reviews of the 31 horror movies that she watched and that I watched. And we get to ask one question for each movie and answer very quickly too. This is going to be a two-parter. So we're going to do 15 the first time and then 16 the second time. I think that's right. I think I can count. Sometimes. I remember when we had that discussion about um, like when the 1970s were. <laughs> 20 years ago, I think. Uh, not, not, not quite, but keep going. All right. So do you want to start off with number one? Okay, my number one was Shock, which I believe you watched as well. <laughs> so my review is going to be full of like two word sentences for this one. Hell Child, Tiny Scratches, Big Drama, Excellent Screaming, Floating Box Cutter, so you know what kind of movie it is. <laughs> Creepy horse art in the bedroom causes bad things to happen. Voodoo Swing, that was an important thing. And if you can draw a tree, you are mentally stable. Okay, so my question to you is how mm -hmm. shocked were you when the little boy screamed, ran up to her, and became an adult man who was naked? There was a lot of things in that movie that were sort of shocking, just not in a, ooh, I'm shocked kind of way, like M. Night Shyamalan, really bad twist kind of way. It was more... <laughs> It's more like, I'm not sure exactly what's going on here. Agreed. But I will say it had some great video game music and a really cool 70s veneer to it. I will get to my shock at number six. My number one is Ghost Can't Do It. This is about a woman groomed as a young woman to appreciate older men needs to kill someone for her dead husband's ghost. Saddest story ever told, plus Donald Trump's in it. Why do you want me to watch it if Donald Trump's in it? Because this is a Cuckoo Bananas movie. Okay, I do like those, so yeah. <laughs> okay, my number two, I went, well, it's not really old school, but it will be one day. I watched Get Out again, which I say is still good and still, unfortunately, very relevant. If you haven't heard of Get Out, go watch it. I mean, that's about all you can say. If you haven't heard of Get Out, please get out from under that rock that you've been hiding right. under. All right, so my question is, what do you think was the most powerful scene in that movie? Oh, probably the sunken place. The first time with the teacup and the sunken place. I'd say that's the one that everybody remembers. And My number two is rubber. And my review is, not what I was expecting from a murderous car tire movie, but enjoyed the zany art house direction. See, this one's on my list too, but it's way down there, much further. So, okay, what the hell is up with the people in the desert? They're the proxy to the audience. I know, but we spent so much time with them and they didn't really do anything. They did enough. All right, what is your number three? 
my number three was session nine who it it was our one of our voodoo priestess's favorite movies so i watched it because i'd seen it before but i couldn't remember a thing about it my summary of it is asbestos removal more dangerous than usual and my question is because i don't remember the movie and i remember not liking the movie is there anything redeemable about the movie I think so. Actually, on rewatch, I'm like, okay, yeah, that was pretty good, but it's more like a psychological thriller kind of thing and not a straight up haunted asylum kind of thing, which is what you thought it would be. But it had some really good acting and yeah, I'd watch it again. All right. My number three was The Bride, which was Russian. It had a great first 15 minutes and then crap after that. Uh, okay. So what was the good part and what was the crap? The good part was when it was like back in the 1800s when the bride was dead and he had Uh to photograph her and it was real creepy, very atmospheric. And then it came into modern day times and was very formulaic after that. Oh, okay. What's your number four? Oh, my number four is Silence of the Lambs because I did a Hannibal rewatch, movie rewatch this year uh, because I watched the show for the first time this year. I watched all three seasons of it and enjoyed it very much. But I will say (laughs) it's very funny watching it after you watch the show Hannibal because it seems very, very mild-mannered in comparison to the TV show. (laughs) Plus, it was also, like, interesting to see what was considered Oscar-worthy, like, 20 years ago as compared to today. (laughs) I'm not sure Silence of the Lambs would ever win an Oscar, even be nominated for an Oscar today. Maybe Anthony Hawkins. Okay, so my question, I have Uh not seen any of the sequels or whatever, I don't care. Uh, Where do you think Hannibal went to at the very last scene? I guess this is a spoiler, but where do you think he went after that? Oh, he went to Cuba. Okay. He didn't go to like Wendy's first? Oh, well, no, he doesn't eat at Wendy's. It's Hannibal. (laughs) He'd rather kill somebody than eat at Wendy's. I mean, come on. (laughs) We don't know where that meat is, Ben. I'm just saying. All my thoughts and opinions are my own. Anyway, for my number four, I watched One Dark Night. And this is cult classic magic, you guys, that everybody has been sleeping on. And that's my review. Okay, my question is, what's it about? It's about teenage girls who don't like this one girl, so they're going to pull a prank on her in this mausoleum. But ghosts and creepiness and psychics and Adam West. Oh, okay. All right. It kind of sounds like an R.L. Stein-like novel. I think I'd be into that. <laughs> it is very fantastic. I highly suggest that everybody watch it. Okay, one more quick question. What year was it? All I think right. late 80s. Okay, so num- my number five, yep. New Mutants, which I watched to do a review on the website, if you read that. But my my very short review of it is, don't mess with the werewolf's girlfriend. Because this was recently on Stream and Demons, I'm going to ask, because Jim didn't like it very much, how badly are you going to beat up Jim? Oh, oh, pretty bad, Ben, yeah. Because <laughs> it's very, I thought it was an important movie for the LGBT community and the horror community. I, I feel like I would beat Jim up pretty good for not enjoying it. <laughs> I will be there to do the bully push. I'll be the one on the ground that you can push him over with. Because you recently watched it and you enjoyed it, didn't you? I did. I did. I thought it was very cute. All right. My number five is called The House of the Dead or Alien Zone. Fuck knows why. (laughs) I really don't. But it was a great setup of a mortician anthology, but shitty payoff for each story. 
And the third story should have ended with the two detectives hate fucking each other. Isn't that how every story should end? <laughs> My question is, like, does it have anything to do with aliens? <laughs> Possibly the first story about children. Uh-huh. And that's it. Okay. I guess I can see why they renamed it then, I guess. Okay, so my number six, continuing with the Hannibal Lecter theme, was Red Dragon, which is probably my favorite of the Hannibal Lecter movies because Hannibal's actually not in it that much. It's mostly about Will and he's after, you know, the Red Dragon guy. But I hate to say it, I thought, like, uh, Anthony Hawkins and, uh, oh, who played Will? It was somebody vaguely famous. Edward Rob Norton. Patterson? Edward Norton. Oh. Edward Norton. <laughs> I like that. They had like some great chemistry, actually. So, all right. My question is, why do you hate Hannibal? I don't hate Hannibal, actually. That that's the thing. Nobody can really hate Hannibal. I mean, he eats people, but at the same time, he's really suave. So you forgive him. Yeah, it, it's yeah. So, what's your number six? My number six is shock. Oh, okay. There you go. Yep. I said I say, we didn't plan that either. No. We, we just happened to watch the same one. <laughs> Literally, I think most of like 99% of the movies that I watched were on TV. But yes, we didn't plan this. It just kind of happened. Shock, I said floating box cutters and poorly done mental illness for women. Must be a 70s Italian film. Since I saw that one, I don't think I have any questions for you on that one. So. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll answer my own question. Yes, it did shock me when the child ran up to her and became a naked man. All right, what's your number seven? Okay, my number seven is the movie Hannibal. <laughs> We're almost done with these, but not quite yet. So this is my favorite version of Clarice and probably has some of the most memorable scenes from the movies, mostly involving pigs. Why is it not called then Silence of the Pigs? Well, because the pigs weren't silent at all. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah, they, they squealed and made a lot of noise and ate people, so. All right. My number seven was The Eye of the Labyrinth. Basically, it's searching for who killed my insanely asshole-ish boyfriend while wearing a bikini, the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was one of those, but goddamn, her boyfriend was the biggest asshole, and I don't know why she was searching for him. Because every story of these people was like, oh, he was a horrible, horrible person. She's like, yeah, I know, right? Stop searching so at that point. Was she at a pool party when, like, or, like, why was she in a bikini the entire movie? Uh, she met up with some people that he hung out with, and they were, like, on a private island, and they were all sunbathing, so she was like, I guess I will, too. So what is your number eight? Okay, my number eight is Hannibal Rising. <laughs> it's okay. my last Hannibal movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so many Hannibals. <laughs> there was one more that i did not watch and that was man eater but hannibal rising is basically just hannibal's a weebo so that that's basically the summary of it okay um my question is why did they make it then that, that's a good question they, <laughs> i mean they wanted hannibal's people were you know itching for hannibal's backstory and so it is hannibal's backstory but it's basically like hannibal has a thing for his aunt and and like he gets into japanese culture <laughs> Okay, sure. All right, for my number eight, it was a German film, so please forgive me if I say this wrong. Schramm? I will not forgive you Schramm? for that. Uh, you, you must, but you must. It's S-C-H-R-A-M-M, -M, and it's just a serial killer and his prostitute friend 
and their wacky adventures, but it's not as fun as it sounds. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> it, it was a bit. So how old was this one? I think this one was in the 90s. Okay, okay. Definitely like art house kind was of Was it thing. in German or did you watch a dub? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> if people have heard anything that I've talked to with Jim, because he is a... a <laughs> a dubbed and I am a subbed person you get more inflection and more out of it if it's in its original I know but if it's a bad movie sometimes dubs are kind of fun to watch it was in its original German okay which I thought was kind of nice because it's a serial killer's talking I'm like yeah German sounds about right it's just a very guttural language anyway what's your number nine Okay, my number nine was a movie called Vampire Ecstasy. (laughs) Is it gay? Yeah, okay. So somebody said it was a feminist vampire movie, and yeah, it's a softcore porn, but still. (laughs) But I would say it's the the worst vampires ever because they don't even drink blood. They just make people horny. Question mark, feminists? I don't know. (laughs) So my question is, if they don't drink blood, what do they drink? No, they just, they were normal people. Like most of the movie was about this cult that worshiped this one vampire lady dude. And she, they're trying to bring her back, but they mostly just had horny orgies in the basement with some bongos. (laughs) And that's basically all they did. They play the bongos and make people horny. I mean. They seem like a good bunch. They seem like a fine bunch. I know, they really, they really were. I'm like, I don't know why anybody would have a problem with it. I I don't (laughs) know. People are weird. Okay, so my number nine was the fifth floor. And it's basically where a disco dancer has a migraine while dancing and is sent to a psych ward. Let the sexual assault begin. And also, by the way, baby Robert England is in this. My question is, why would they send you to a psych ward for a migraine? (laughs) Uh, They said that it was like drugs or something and she was trying to kill herself. So they sent her there. But I, I think it's... I really think it was a migraine, guys. Okay. So my number 10 was rubber. And my Yay. only thing was, I wish it had more about the tire. Because I enjoyed the parts with the tire. The people watching the tire out in the desert, not so much. So I'm like, if it had been all the tire, I think I would have been better with it. But in June, overall, I enjoyed it. <laughs> all right. Did you like the romance between the tire and the lady? Uh, of, because... It, it brought some personality to the tire. I think it, it's not like I was like, oh, they're a cute couple, but I'm like, well, I gave the tire some motivation, you know? So my number 10 was Invasion of the Blood Farmers. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> and mine is some Kermit-sounding motherfucker fights against a cult of farmers in this hammer-esque American horror movie. But he sounded like fucking Kermit. And it was <laughs> obnoxious. <laughs> So my question would be like, what were the farmers a cult of? I mean, I think druids or something like that. And they just were getting blood to bring forth their queen or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And they also sometimes ate people. I see. Okay. That, that's interesting. You know, it wasn't a bad watch for a bad movie night. Okay. All right, what's your number 11? My number 11 was Soul Station. And (laughs) you heard about this one a few times because, yeah, it fucked me up pretty good. (laughs) And that's saying something. Yeah, yeah. It's an animated prequel to, I'm going to say this wrong because I always say it's wrong. You say it. (laughs) 
train to Busan. Busan, yes. <laughs> it's the animated prequel to Train to Busan, and it, it's got like, you know, average people trying to get out of the zombie situation. It doesn't go very well for anybody. <laughs> so my question to you is, did you cry? Not, no, I didn't cry. It was more shock, I guess. <laughs> Psychological scarring. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's like, I really want these people to make it, but it really doesn't look like they're going to. <laughs> Fair enough. I felt like that in the original Train to Busan. My number 11 is this fucking nightmare. Night Train to Terror. And my review is, what the fuck is wrong with this movie? God and the Devil and a rock band do fuck all in this shitty anthology that features two actors from Space Mutiny. Oh, well, that sort of explains <laughs> that, I guess. This fucking movie. And I had to, and I watched it with Spouse, and I'm like, please don't judge me on this. This isn't even good, bad. This is just bad. And I judge you, so I think they should be able to. The dong. I guess my question would be, were any of the like the segments any good like no <laughs> okay <laughs> no they were weird had weird stop motion animation of a bug and one of uh, it was just it was a fever dream a bad one <laughs> okay I, I will i will scratch that off my to watch list <laughs> yeah what's your number 12 Okay, my number 12, and do not laugh, I watched Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman. Because <laughs> it has been years since I've seen it. See, you're laughing. Stop laughing. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, crying. I know. It was, yeah. <laughs> I kind of watched it for, like, uh, the guy that played Faramir. <laughs> but other than that, I'm just like, and you know, the costuming, actually pretty cool. Van Helsing looked cool. That's probably the best Hugh Jackman's ever looked in a movie. But oh my God, this movie is so long and Anna, the female lead, is so useless and they Mufasa'd her at the end. Like they put her freaking head in the clouds and had her looking down and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, there's camp and then there's whatever this is, which is just bad. I have only seen bits and that was far enough for me. But the guy that plays Dracula, he is all in on that movie. Oh, yes. All in. <laughs> yes, he is 125%. <laughs> They're like, we need you to be at a 10. He's like, a 25? Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I did too. <laughs> I guess who is more obnoxious, the wives or the main lead female? No, I actually didn't mind the wives so much. I kind of oh, like the wives. Because like like Dracula, they were sort of all in on it. Especially the redhead, who, whose name I can't remember. But like, yeah, Anna was just so useless. It's like completely useless. I know she was supposed to be badass, but no. So my number 12 was, and this is a weird one, and I know it has different names, but this is how, what I knew it as, was Unmasked Part 25 okay and my review is jason falls in love and it's honestly a sweet and funny and refreshing horror romance oh okay i guess my question is there 24 of these before this one it is mentioned in the film but yes pretty much kind of in the film not in the actual movie series but he's obviously not jason but it is the hugest archetype of jason 
complete with mask and it's it's just endearing so i recommend it i might actually do a full review of it too on the site because it was really liked it (laughs) i did i did it was one of the the top five of this year very much underrated because i don't hear people talking about it all right so what is your number 13 13 13 13 okay i watched a movie called angelica and five words naked blue erect ghost bacteria those are five words you don't usually hear together no no (laughs) but that was in the movie yes so my question is do i need to wear a condom when i watch this movie um you are you into bacteria like floating (laughs) erect blue bacteria i mean you might want to sounds like there's some kind of std along with this movie just say sexual frustration plus anxiety is a really bad mix in victorian times i guess so fair enough yeah my number 13 was the last slumber party and yes i did watch the mst3k version i wanted to have some fun okay that's fine (laughs) and the guys always give me fun it's homophobic teens die from an escaped maniac dressed as a surgeon. But seriously, they're like the most homophobic douche baguettes in cinema. Good fucking riddance. <laughs> yeah. I've seen this one. So yeah, <laughs> I agree. Like, every single word out of their mouth is a homophobic slur. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Why do you think they didn't leave the house is my question. <laughs> That's a good fucking question because they're dumb frauds. Yeah. Dumb yeah. and they're 80s dumb broads which is even worse it's so bad okay my number 14 was a movie called pumpkins and i will say pumpkin homicide is justified in this one <laughs> okay so my question is if i am a pumpkin fetishist <laughs> if i enjoy pumpkins is this the movie for me or is this the movie not for me i don't know because they do well i guess they could be because like the main killer dude actually no no because (laughs) when i say justifiable justifiable homicide i'm like this guy has his pumpkin smashed and as a pumpkin grower myself i would think it would be justifiable to like commit homicide for that act (laughs) those things take a while to grow so do and the birds try to eat them and you have to keep the birds away with cursing the pumpkins like after they get smashed like this like the puppet pumpkins were not very good so you may be disappointed if you're a pumpkin fetishist there okay like muppet pumpkins kind of yeah they just kind of rolled on people and like pumpkins them (laughs) okay so my number 14 was housebound which is actually a rewatch i've seen it but i watched it with spouse And they enjoyed it too. It's It's a good one to watch during quarantine. (laughs) You know, it is actually. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good one to watch too for like the mother-daughterness of it. My thing is a family bonds over a ghost in the old walls of their house. Well, something far more sinister is hidden. And I said, it's a mom slash daughter delight to watch. Yes, it's very cute. It's very sweet. It is. And funny. All right. What is your number 15? Last one. Okay, 15 is 13B Fear Has a New Address, which That's was a, a Bollywood movie with a title. <laughs> I know, and the movie has as long as the title. <laughs> and 
it's basically about haunted soap operas but i got pretty into it by the second hour of the like three hour Jesus running time <laughs> fucking bollywood i love you but god damn but i actually enjoyed this one pretty pretty well yeah all right i think maybe you know my question but my question is were there song and dance numbers no actually and this <gasps> one there was not <gasps> bollywood. Was, at the very end during the credits there was one but no, for the most part, there were no song and dance numbers in this one. It was kind of a straight horror movie. Bollywood, you should be ashamed. <laughs> I come for the songs and the dancing, no matter how stupidly in the plot it is. Honestly, more American like action movies could use song and dances. Right, <laughs> right. All right, so my number 15, and this is, a, I think, a great place for me to leave off because, oh boy, this one. All right. It is called Night Killer. Night Killer. That's about as generic as you can get. (laughs) As generic as you can get. However, oh my fucking God. All I have to say is that it's by the director of Troll 2. Every scene is bonkers, cuckoo, bananas crazy. And it is a fucking sight to behold. I guess my question would be, is there a popcorn scene in it? Or anything equivalent to the popcorn scene? Yes, there is. Oh, awesome. There's a fucking Kentucky Fried Chicken scene. Okay. (laughs) This sounds fabulous. Go watch, people. It is fucking cuckoo bananas. And And what was the name of that one again? I'm writing that one down. (laughs) You know, and you'll have to write it down because it's so fucking generic. Night killer. Yeah, night killer. Oh, it sounds like a treat. (laughs) It is. So that is 30 movies that we've watched. Some recommend, some not recommend. Uh, Is there anything that you would like to plug? Well, I just reviewed a Max Brooks book called De-Evolution. It's about Bigfoot, if Bigfoot was a giant chimpanzee. So you can go read my review. I would not recommend reading the book. (laughs) It's a funny review, though. I'm going to plug the Stitch Keeper because I, she's on Twitter at Stitch Keeper, I believe. But I'm going to be getting a commissioned doll from her soon coming up. So, but that's all I've got to plug. We will see you next time when we have more. Please listen to our next one. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya!